Trading Update The plan over the last few weeks has been to identify positions currently held and buy new positions that I would now term shot positions. These are shares that have the potential to move by many hundreds of percent if not by a thousand or so. In short, they have the ability at some point to truly shock. On the trades page they are listed separately beneath the table. Some are already racing ahead. Tulo Oil has moved up significantly as the oil price and therefore their profits move upwards. Penshana has begun a new advance. Demand for rare earths, especially those mined by Penshana are going to be exceptionally high over the next number of years. They have one of the largest NDPR deposits in Angola, estimated at 266 million tons. NDPR is the collective name for neodymium and praseodymium, vital for the permanent magnets in the new zero emissions industries now coming on stream. Demand for these super strong metals will double by 2025 yet already there is a global shortfall. These rare earths are vital for everything from wind turbines to electric cars, two industries alone which are set to grow rapidly. Yet exacerbating the global shortfall is Chinese dominance on their supply. China controls 87% of the entire supply. The West urgently needs independence on rare earths. In fact if it is realized zero emissions future it must gain independence from China as that nation is strategically hoarding these metals themselves. All this means demand for Penchana's NDPR will explode. With Angola having invested billions in ports and railway lines Penchana will also achieve that miracle of rare earth extraction, being a low-cost supplier. Another area of huge expansion is hydrogen. This is the reason why JTEC and pressure technologies are identified as shock positions. In fact both of these benefit from the oil price rises demand for oil services returns, both supply service to this industry, while at the same time the rising cost of oil is, and will, drive rapid expansion of the hydrogen fuel market. Elsewhere the market is sort of drifting nowhere for the moment. March is always a poor month but April tends to be one of the strongest of the year. Another factor behind the current drifting is everyone is waiting to see where the bros on Reddit will be sending that stimulus check money. They'll be landing on doormats in the next two weeks and it's common knowledge that money will be heading to stock speculation, not Main Street. But where will it go? In anticipation I have the feeling traders are sitting on the sidelines and market makers on both sides of the pond are tree shaking to fill their books should a speculative frenzy hit their stocks. My guess. Judging from the chatter I see on some sites, cannabis stocks will be one target. Let's see. For me, I have what I have and won't be buying or selling anything whether speculators are after it or not. I buy companies for their prospects and on valuation. The Road to Dunkirk The Long Decay of the New Soviet Union If you'd been around in the 70s and the 80s you'd recall that it seemed the Soviet Union would last forever. It had come into existence long before we were born and there seemed no way it would ever end. An ossified system, its leaders competing with each other to be more decrepit than the other. Its people sullenly tolerated restricted supplies on supermarket shelves, the lack of freedom, the low living standards, along with the satellite nations of the Warsaw Pact which seemed unable to ever escape. And then, in just a matter of weeks in 1989, it collapsed. The populations of the Eastern Bloc rose up, the system disintegrated and communism in Russia melted away. That's how quickly a system that seems permanent can be swept aside. The Soviet Union was brought to an end by Ronald Reagan who simply drove it to bankruptcy. The idea was the US would spend to infinity on its military and spend billions on a fantasy called Star Wars, an anti-missile system in space that would shoot down incoming nuclear missiles. It never had a chance of working but that didn't matter. The Soviet Union had no choice but to spend billions of its own attempting to develop its own system as well as keeping up with NATO technology. Its inefficient command economy had no chance of keeping up and in the end Gorbachev was forced to attempt reform and make peace with the West. 
The moment weakness was sniffed by the Eastern Bloc states they rebelled. And so now, in the 21st century, decades after defeating the evil empire, the Western liberal democratic victors had managed to place themselves in the same position as the Soviet Union was around the late 70s, early 80s. They are saddled with unimaginably high debts and instead of reducing them are set to send them spiraling higher. Their industries and skills have migrated primarily to China, a rival superpower rapidly expanding its military and investing in military technology that within just a few years will move ahead of the US. In the US each new president is older and more decrepit than the last and each destabilizes the US more than his predecessor. Trump tears up the policies and agreements of Obama. Biden staggers in and tears up the policies and agreements of Trump. After Biden? Trump returning and tearing up the policies and agreements of Biden. In the decades after the fall of the Berlin Wall the US and the Western economies became increasingly financialized. In 1970 the financial industry made up 10% of the entire US economy. By 2010 it had expanded to 20%. Western governments decided they didn't need industry, but could rely on rising stock markets and increasingly complex banking. The consumer would be unleashed using credit and debt, the banks making money hand over fist on the interest earned on that debt. Credit cards, loans, mortgages fuel the consumer boom. Property markets roared to life and mortgages were packaged into even more complex instruments such as CDOs. Share prices roared and companies and banks made themselves and their shareholders even richer by being back their own shares instead of investing. The result of this financialized economy was increasingly severe cycles of boom and bust. Asset bubbles inflated and burst requiring governments and central banks to print money and run ever larger deficits. The tech boom of the late 90s led to the recession of the early 2000s. Then came 2008. After that the pandemic-induced depression and collapse of 2020. Each one requiring larger intervention, greater national debt, more money printing. A financialized economy requires ever-expanding debt to sustain itself but the servicing of that debt consumes more and more of that society's income leaving less and less for productive assets. What you get instead is increasing speculation and each time, with each new asset bubble more fraud, more risk, and ever-worsening fallout. Take the current gradually inflating crypto bubble. Cryptocurrencies in their current form can never be a widely used currency. For starters the energy used to generate the coins is colossal and in the long run unsustainable. And out of the expenditure of energy nothing more is produced than digits that promise to be backed up in fiat currency produced in vast quantities at far less expense. Should the power go off, the internet cease to function what would that currency be worth? Nothing. In effect vast amounts of energy are consumed to produce nothing. A perfect example of a financialized economy. And should everyone in some future panic want to cash in that currency for dollars, all at the same time, would they be able to? Take Tether, stable coin. Without going into great depth this coin is supposed to be backed on a one-to-one ratio to the dollar. Think an earlier update on John Law and the Mississippi bubble. One reason the bubble blew up was word getting out the fiat money may not have been backed up with sufficient gold at the banks. Today similar concerns are being raised in some quarters as to whether Tether is actually backed fully to the dollar. Looking at their website I too would have doubts. For starters they have used a firm of lawyers to verify the currency backing. Why not use an accountancy firm? and the list of disclaimers for the law firm is lengthy. Just like the John Law debacle, a panic of this scale could once again ripple out to bring down the entire financial system. As each bubble bursts so the authorities have to inflate another to cope with the fallout from the last. It took the US stock market six years to recover from the 2000-2001 recession with Fed help. From the even worse 2008 collapse it took just four years. From the 2020 pandemic, a matter of months. 
The Dow has since roared to new highs while the economy remains in depression and inequality worsens. The Federal Reserve's balance sheet has exploded from $4.1 trillion to $7.5 trillion and continues higher. Meanwhile margin debt for speculation has roared upwards to $800 billion, Rolex watches are sold out, high-end Jeeps, Mercedes, Rolls-Royce, Lamborghinis have 12-month waiting lists and $750 bottles of Chateau Margaux are selling faster than stockists can replenish shelves. Meanwhile in the real-world food bank queues lengthen, evictions are set to rise and homelessness has a boom all of its own. Small businesses everywhere are going bust. The high street today is a maze of vacant properties and boarded-up windows. In the US the national debt has increased to 400% while the national income has increased a mere 30%. In the UK the situation is equally dire. Europe just as bad. The Soviet Union was a centrally controlled command economy designed to produce stuff the government in its wisdom deemed necessary. The goods of course were almost universally defective, produced with maximum inefficiency and the government invariably made ludicrous mistakes as to what it decided was necessary. Shelves with left foot shoes but no right. Cars made of iron. Millions of pencils but no erasers to correct errors. To argue against the government led to arrest, torture and if you were lucky or education. If you were unlucky, death. Today, in the West, we don't even produce anything. Increasingly real production of goods is sent abroad. Living standards are falling, the gap between work and wealth has widened and government control relentlessly increases. Healthcare, education, law enforcement, industry, construction. All in one way or another are either directly or indirectly reliant on government money. And those in the pay of government will always vote for greater government control via higher taxes. Because they don't pay taxes. Teachers for example don't pay tax. Because they are paid by the government the tax is effectively all of the rich meanwhile become richer via the banking system. Credit cards, loans and lending to those whose low wages in turn are reliant on the central government. Hedge funds, arbitrages, fees from digitalized trading, the bundling of loans and debts into obscure packages, dividends from companies with no earnings, the list is endless. A financialized economy the endless blowing up of which leads to increasing socialist-style central government control each time it has to get bailed out. Slowly but surely liberal democratic governments are sowing the seeds of their own undoing. A central government has a monopoly on the judiciary and the legal system. But liberal democratic governments cannot resist endless legislation. To the point where in the UK the government is even considering laws banning misogyny. Despite the unpleasantness of misogyny to legislate against it is insane. In the US there is endless legislation. The EU meanwhile is a Byzantine heap of rules and laws. As time goes on the population simply begin to ignore these laws as they are seen as increasingly meaningless. Societies fragment into groups or for want of a better word, tribes and turn on the government. Each has its own agenda. And this ultimately coming from liberal democratic governments assaults on the one remaining bastion of civilization, the family. It was something that was all predicted by Hans Hermann Hoppe as far back as 2001 in his book Democracy the God That Failed. The underclass will expand and educational standards will plummet. 20 years later we have riots across the entirety of the West, the storming of Congress, Antifa, Chuanan, BLM and countless other splinter groups, each with its own agenda, each having no respect at all for a law it sees as changeable and ludicrous. Something right one minute can be wrong the next. Then right again. Combine this with an increasingly unstable financialized, indebted economy and you have the seeds of the demise of liberal democracy in its present form. How long can it last? Who knows but last it won't. Just like the Soviet Union there will be increasing protest, though most won't know what they're protesting against, and though it may seem as though the system is permanent, one day, from out of nowhere, it will collapse. 
All it takes as a rule is an external event. In the same way the pandemic sped up the final demise of the high street, brought all its fundamental weaknesses to a head, so an inconclusive war, or even a lost war, or a prolonged surge in inflation or any other societal disturbing event could bring the whole fundamentally flawed liberal democratic system crashing down. The problem then becomes, what follows? Everyday stuff. Have my first vaccine this weekend. At last I can get my cells remodified. Perhaps it might all go wrong Marvel Comics style and I'll gain superpowers. The ability to turn back the clock 20 years or so would be handy. Seeing as there are no phone boxes to jump into anymore I'll have to make do with alleyways. As some damsel screams in distress I would scurry in as a 50-odd-year-old and re-emerge in some clinging lycra thing with a big Y on the front. Yes. I would be young man. No doubt at the sight of the clinging lycra suit the damsel would scream even louder and elect to stay with the villain. Well there you go. Perhaps a question mark next to the why. Why? Masterchef is back on TV. Always makes me want to munch stuff watching it. As they cook all this fine dining high-end stuff I end up crunching through bags of crisps or Mars bars or anything chocolatey. Looking forward to Line of Duty, keep calling it Line of Duty for some reason. Brilliant series and always keeps you hooked. Given some of the stuff coming out of the Met just lately it's probably pretty accurate too. Not sure whether I will have a job by late this year or not. I'm not overly depressed as I saw it coming years ago and planned precisely for this event. It's also why I started this blog. Yes I have real money and a life at stake and I don't intend to be working for anybody else again if that is the end of the 9 to 5 for me. Jobs are just that. Don't let your life revolve around them. Too many people, especially those in their 50s, see it as the end of the world if their job vanishes because they've invested too much in work. You have to learn something else to bring in the money, preferably working for yourself. There's a brilliant book by Robert Kiyosaki called Rich Dad, Poor Dad that I would recommend as a starting point for anyone thinking of escaping the rat race. It's been out for many years and it really puts your head in the right place. I love any book that makes you see the world for what it actually is and challenges all the conventions that so-called experts parrot out to you. So much conventional advice will often put you in a terrible place. For example most people would consider their house an asset. But it isn't. It's a liability. Does it bring in an income? Does it bring in cash flow? No it doesn't. It costs you money, in maintenance, and mortgage costs. Even if you don't have a mortgage it's still a liability due to the upkeep. Sure, it goes up in value but unless you remortgage and take on more debt its value brings in nothing. Or unless you sell, which usually means moving to a bigger house where the equity is soaked up again. Whichever way you look at it, it's a liability not an asset. Your car is a liability. It costs you money. An asset is only something which brings an income, cash flow. It's all explained in this book and well worth getting hold of a copy if you can. Next update 5th April.